0: Hello and welcome to series two of the My Little Coco podcast. I am so happy to be back. I have an amazing lineup of guests for this series and I cannot wait for you to hear them. For those of you that are new to the show, in this... For those of you that are new to the show, in this podcast I speak to my guests about their parenting journeys, what they've learned along the way and what they still need to figure out. We'll be talking about sleep, mostly the lack of it, the importance of well-being, the myths around breastfeeding and everything else in between. I'll be getting as many tips and tricks from my guests about how to find these balances because let's face it, they're not little for long. My guest for this episode is a father of three. Known for his acting roles in both Coronation Street and Neighbours, he was also the winner of Celebrity Big Brother. Here is Ryan Thomas on the My Little Coco podcast. Well, thanks for doing this.
1: <laughs> no problem. I, I'm
0: honestly, it's so, it's so nice to sit down and talk to a dad. Because I feel like a lot of the time I have mums on the show that it's refreshing to hear a dad's perspective.
1: And and I think it's important, I think, being a dad, sharing your story, having three children... Yeah. ..is is important for mums and dads to hear. It's true,
0: it's true. Three kids, I mean, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you on the three. How are you finding free kids? Because you've got, obviously, different ages. You're going through different stages of life with all three of them. How are you spinning all those plates?
1: Michelle, it's not easy.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were going to tell me it figures itself out.
1: Listen, I'm very, very privileged and lucky to have these beautiful children. But, you know, let's not sugarcoat things. No. Being a parent mm-hmm. is one of, if not, the most difficult job mm. in the world. Um, because, you know, before children, you're putting yourself first and yeah. you never can put yourself first again. You know, you're, you're as, I feel as if as a father, you're the the last in the pecking order. Yeah. And there's no rule but with being a parent as well. You, everyone puts this pressure on themselves that you've got to do it this way or do it that way. You know, we're constantly making up as we go along. Every day is a challenge mm. and we get so much joy out of our children, but... Yeah, it's very testing. And sometimes you don't know if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. You're just, you know, day by day going through it. And, um, I mean, you know, thanks to Lucy, because I, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. She's been my backbone in all this.
0: I love following her on Instagram. I love it because I feel yeah. like she... I love, I love watching you all. I feel like I know you both so well. <laughs> I'm like a little follower. <laughs> I really am. I feel like I know you well because of your Instagram. And it's so nice to sort of get an insight into your parenting. Obviously, as I said, I know that you've got a teenager now, which I've got all of that to look forward to. Good luck. Which which scares me. What do you think think the biggest sort of challenges are of raising a little woman? Because that's kind of... That's essentially what's happening now, right? My, My eldest is nearly 10 and I'm like, wow, I feel really responsible about the way that I'm shaping you to your future self, you know. Yeah. That, that's, it dawned on me a bit.
1: Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> you need to buckle up.
0: <laughs> Hold on to your hats.
1: Um, You know, you're a dad, you're a man, so you do have that extra worry about your little girl becoming mm. a little lady. <laughs> and um, Is that
0: because you know how you were? That's what I say to no, my husband. No comment. He's like... Mm, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I know myself as a young man and I'm scared. So yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's come to
1: bite me in the <laughs> arse.
0: I actually said to Marv one day, I said, Do you know what? Be careful what you wish for because there was one point in your life that you were like, Bring on all the girls. I want the, g-, you know, in the boy band thinking you were the, you know, <laughs> thinking you were the guy. And now you've got three of them to look after. And that, yeah, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> You are... I'd say it's the toughest, you know, bit now for me. Yeah. And you've got to be mindful and you've got to be respectful that, you know, talking about my eldest daughter, we are in a public eye. Yes. Um, you know, there, there is eyes on her.
0: Mm. And um, what she might be comfortable with you sharing and yeah. not sharing and, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's hard for me to sort of tell Scarlett's story without her having her own opinion. Mm. And I think, you know, at that age... You're sort of working out what you are, who you are. Who you are,
0: yeah. Um,
1: You know, she's just been given this lead role in a Waterloo Road BBC primetime show at 13 years old. I mean, that's a lot in itself to take on board, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, okay, she's got parents in the public eye. Yes, she's got family in the public eye. But when you're in it yourself and you're turning into a teenager...
0: And I suppose you're removing that security blanket of you guys, right, that that's she's going to work by herself. Yeah. I can relate to that, because I did the whole S-Cub Juniors thing when I was 12. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know. So, But I didn't have anyone around me in, you know, in the sort of, that industry. But it's, I mean, it, it will be the best thing for her, character building. And yeah. If that's the world she wants to be in, it's just then as a parent, because we know the industry now... You feel, I suppose, super protective, I can imagine, you know, to make sure that she's being looked after.
1: She's an independent girl, Scarlett. Mm -hmm. She always has been very independent and she's very strong-willed and knows what she wants. I mean, at a teenager, she thinks she knows what she wants. Yeah. She'll probably, you know, correct me. (laughs)
0: Uh... (laughs) I do, actually, Dad. I know what I want. Yeah,
1: she knows what she wants.
0: Are you the sort of dad you thought you'd be?
1: (sighs) I still sometimes think, how oh, am I a Dad of three, I, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm getting there now. I think with 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 Scarlett, I was financially okay. I mm-hmm. was in a good good place. I had a, you know full time job, but it was, I, I still felt like I was a, bit, a little bit young. And then,
0: how old were you?
1: I was twenty five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like you say, with anyone listening to this, there's never a right time. You know, you you just got to get. I, I thought my brother was too young to have children, and his him and his. Partner have turned out to yeah. be. One.
0: everyone thought I was. I was twenty three mm. with a layer, and I remember, but I felt so sure about it, mm. like so sure. And I think I'd done quite a lot by that point in terms. That's of That's the like, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you grow up, you grow a lot up quicker, quick. it, especially in
1: in our in our jobs.
0: Mm. Mm. I was
1: always surrounded by people older than me, so I did mature quicker than yeah. the average sixteen yeah. year old. You know, yeah. and 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 that's important, and that felt okay. Like it didn't. I wasn't worried about it, but then. I don't know there's something a little bit more mature about me now you know of I'm turning 40 next year now and that I'm I'm a, everything I deal with is is so much more just I don't know I just I digest things a little yeah. bit more now yeah, yeah, I'm you're not reacting with my decisions and what approach. I'm doing and where I'm going you know I think yeah going into my forge now I'm, I've got my head yeah. more screwed on and yeah. these children are you know, challenging, but I can I can cope with it better.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I so know what you mean. But
1: I've definitely taken a lot away from that the second and the third time. Yeah. You know, I think the first time round, you just took everything for granted. It just happened mm. and everything was going on. And now it's like, OK, I want to make sure that I'm enjoying every single yeah. moment of this yeah. a little bit more. And
0: do you think there's a, there's, there's a part of you that actually trusts yourself now? Because you know, like you've got yeah. a fourteen-year-old girl, you've you've done a great job. You you know you're.
1: Yeah, without being cocky, Michelle, I, I back myself now yeah. as a parent.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: I've can sit here and say, you know, I've done it. I bought the t-shirt and and I'm and I can wear it with pride. Like yeah. I'm a I'm a you know, a, I feel like I'm a confident dad. Yes, I'm making mistakes mm. all the time. Well,
0: well, don't we? <clears>
1: because you know, with me, I, I'll speak to people or friends, family, whoever it may be. And I'll ask them their opinions, and what I'll do is I'll take a little bit from everywhere, and I'll do something myself with it. And I go, okay, I need to just, I need to work out what the best thing to do here now is. And and it, you don't always get it right. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think this is this is one of the most challenging times of of my life being a parent again because it's just all been not plain sailing, but it's just been you know you bring your kids over and they all love you and the they the little babies, and then before you know it, no. <laughs> don't want to know you. <laughs> yes.
0: This is exactly... And I'm
1: and I'm obsessed with my kids. Like oh. I'm obsessed with my daughter. Like, I'm so in love with her. And I, I don't think she realises, because you, you don't at that age, but...
0: Oh, but she does. Like,
1: the love is just...
0: It's crazy, because I feel like I'm talking to my husband. He is so obsessed with my kids and my daughters that he... It's so funny, because I was talking to him the other day about... He he, DJs in Ibiza every summer, and he's like, I can't wait till, like, I'm here. and the. Game. I was like, I hate to break it to you, babe, but by the time they're ready to be in Ibiza in the summer, you're not going to be DJing. And he was like, I will? He was giving me all the examples of all these DJs that are older that are still... They're still cool. We'd still go to watch them. I'm like, no, I know, but I can't imagine that she's going to want to be at a club where you're DJing. And he's like, she's not going to think I'm cool, is she? I'm like... <laughs> I love mom. Like, I love yeah. him. It was like the, the, the penny pen was dropping, <laughs> and he was like, "That he will be." And and also, there's other things that, like you know, when it's when she starts dating or however that looks. Me and my sisters were talking the other day, and, and they were like, "They'll probably tell us everything. They probably she probably won't really want you to know because you're a dad." And he was like, "No, no, no, but I want her to. Be, I want to be a cool dad. I want her to be able to talk to me. I want to." And the the idea of it's them the not ticking, being his baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's a tough, it's yeah. a tough I've heard, to follow, I've, I've
1: heard that they, they do come back to you. Yeah. I've heard that they go through that transition and then they come back. Yeah. Like, it's a hard one, you It really is a hard one, And You just gotta, you know, you've gotta take a step back.
0: Yeah, but I think this is all because they know you're there. Yeah. I really believe that. I grew up, my dad wasn't around. And I feel like I was always. In the back of my mind, I was pining for that relationship that wasn't. And I remember my friends, and I remember actually my friends going, Oh, my dad's ringing me, hang on a minute. But for me to be able to say that, I would have, like, I pined for that. I would have loved that.
1: So, what, what, if you don't mind me asking, Mm. so what was the, where was your dad? Because it.
0: So, my my dad, my dad and my mum split when I was probably about. Like, less than a year, nine, ten months old, and then he he sort of went off i didn't I had a relationship with him for a bit when I was about five, and I'd see him for the weekend. that slowly stopped, and yeah, he had another yeah. another family, right. and I just wasn't part- like i he wasn't around for me so i when I met Marv, I fell in love with him over again, yeah. when we had our babies yeah. because I was like, wow, like the way he, how present you are! This is like my kids are so lucky. So when when Marv's kissing them and cuddling them and playing with them, and the lad's like, "Oh, Dad, get off now!" I'm always like, Lay, "No, Dad!" Like I yeah, really yeah, yeah. and really, he's doing. He's stepping up to the plate. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. like it shouldn't get a pat on the back necessarily because he's doing what all of us should be yeah. doing. But because I didn't have that, I see how lucky they are.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I think. If you're going to take the positive from an an absent dad, because I'm in the same situation Mm -hmm. as you, is Mm -hmm. the positive that comes from that happening to you as a child means that you will never let that happen to your children.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's been the best thing for
0: you. Yeah. And weirdly, I got clarity, and I've said this before, when I had my own kids, it was always something that I was searching for and hoping that it would be different or it was always at the back of my mind. But when I had my own kids, I sort of became at peace with it. I didn't chase it, I didn't try, because I sort of felt, I don't think we're ever going to align here because now I'm in this situation, I can't ever imagine being a minute without this baby or without my kids. Yeah. So I, I feel like we're just not ever going to be on the side. And it was weird, it was kind I... of, I didn't hate him, I didn't hate him, I lost every bit of feeling of sort of, sadness and I just became content in my own world and then I felt almost sorry for him that he was missing out yeah. on amazing grandkids it's it's a weird thing it's a weird I, thing
1: yeah because you know me and my brothers are super close but my relationship with my dad was a lot stronger than my brothers because they were young they were four years younger and when he left us about I was about 11 mm. I knew who my dad was
0: yeah so, and, you've grown up with him. And at they that didn't point. really at
1: that age know what was going on. For, mm. They knew who the dad was, but they weren't, they hadn't shared what I'd shared with him in, in them important years of my life. Yeah. And I remember waiting at the door for him to turn up, and, you know, it's seven years went by. Thing. I'm like, this is. But as soon as I did see him again, I opened, I, I welcomed him in with open arms. Like, mm. I, I didn't hold any, he was back there as the king for me. Yeah. Because, what what's it going to change? You know, your dad, your dad. I, I, you know, the only however
0: that looks. The yes. only
1: thing he could never do, he could never tell me what to do anymore, and he could never try and guide me in life because you you have to you have to be a solid figure in my life to do that. Mm,
0: do you know yes, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You, you know,
1: and that's what I like about being present in my kids' life all the time. I have that right to, you know, guide them and teach them, and they'll them.
0: always be open. Like my mum, I she can guide me all she wants because yeah. she's been my constant and I respect her opinion. Yeah. Because I feel like if I can be a you know, she's half the it. mum she she's was to, to me, then I'd be the best mum in the world, yeah, of course. right? Of course. So I think, yeah, it's that weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it makes me because when I met Marv, and I don't know if this is the same with you and, and Lucy, but I met Marv and his family were very much like how a family should look. And I know, as I've got older, I realise that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's yeah, no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his mum and dad have been married 30-odd years and they've got their kids, you know, his siblings all have the same parents. And... I, don't know
1: any, I don't know anyone in my circle that, that have a family. Yeah, them, but... yeah.
0: So I remember being like, wow, this is like... Mad! Mad, but so incredible. I'm like, you're all sort of function normally. At Christmas at our house, it's like this way. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, yeah. It was so different and... but. I think the older I got, I realised that actually it's just so what you make it. And even in those perfect families that appear that... But what what still is, a is perfect Exactly. What exactly, is, a, is a perfect Because family. I think we're all conditioned to think that, you know, families should look like the way they do on the TV commercials at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's over, you know, and it's all... I don't so, know if I, I
1: don't know if I'm, uh, you know, should be proud of saying it, but I'm actually proud i come from a broken family. I am. I like it. I am. I get off on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why... <laughs> It's because, I don't know, like, you know, it's...
0: I think, do you know what I think it's taught me? Life's for living. And I think that's one thing that I was always proud of my mum about. That like, you know, I've I've seen and known people that have stayed together for the kids or... And it makes them no happier. The kids, when, you, when they're older, you talk to them, they've known how unhappy their parents yeah. were. And actually, they've said, if you lived in this house and you lived in that yeah. house and you were both happy... Yeah, yeah. ..we would all have a much better time. So I think... For me I've I've kind of always it makes you just live life. I always think look, I'm with Marvin because I love and adore him and yeah. he is my like my person. But if he ever wasn't, us not being together wouldn't scare me because I know he's a great dad and I'm a great mum. Yeah. Do you know
1: what I mean? For sure.
0: So it's For kind sure. of it's yeah, I feel like it's taught me Yeah. a lot about parenting and life. Mm. So, the theme of this episode is about allergies. And I know that's something... I actually remember reaching out to Lucy when I thought Blake was in a similar situation to Roman because she documented it so well on Instagram, actually, that it was really comforting for so many... We don't realise at the time when you're going through something, but talking about it actually helps so many other people. So, your youngest two have allergies. What are their allergies?
1: Roman... Was dairy, Mm -hmm. and I'll get to the was bit in a minute, and Lila is wheat and dairy. Right. Obviously, Lucy's, you know, solely breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. so whatever they have, (laughs) she has to have. Yes, yes. Which is a shame, because Lucy loves her food and, you know...
0: (laughs) It's so challenging, and I remember when Blake was born, I'd had two kids with no allergies whatsoever. Literally, I didn't even you know, it was the basic, they needed... The, the, you know, when you're figuring out the checklist of, like, why are they crying? Do they need their nappy change? Are they tired? Yeah. Are they hungry? Yeah, no, or have yeah. they got wind? Yeah, and yeah. that was pr- and that's yeah. pretty much every baby, right? Uh-huh. Until something's a little bit different. And yeah. with him, I just, he just wasn't settling. I couldn't figure out. It was the first time that I'd really taken to breastfeeding and it actually was working. Mm-hmm. And then I was also topping him up with formula to, mm-hmm. to you know, cos I wasn't... I, I thought, I don't know how long this is going to last for. Mm-hmm. My milk supply's not great, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, anyway, it. we then realised that he was having a bit of an issue with dairy and dairy was the... For- you know, dairy was in the formula. It was the cow's milk protein. Long story short, we moved him over to a goat's milk formula. I was then solely breastfeeding before that. Yeah. And realised I was obviously off of all dairy, so I thought. And then I had one day where I was literally having a meltdown. My milk had stopped, obviously, because I was stressed. Yeah. And I ate a packet of crisps, (laughs) didn't think anything of it. They were Beef Monster Munch, to be Oh, my precise. God, one of the best Elite. crisps in the world. And it was a grab bag as well from the, oh! the supermarket. So you couldn't have picked a, a better
1: bag of crisps. Elite
0: crisps. That's my <laughs> hangover cure, by the way. Monster Munch in a sandwich. Was, how
1: can you have beef? I'm like, beef is the best flavour, crisps. It's
0: the best crisps ever. Anyway,
1: and we've was got Darian. Darian, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. So
0: I didn't know, yeah. and then he was really ill, and I remember just mentally, I was like, my, I just don't think I can do this. I've got two other kids. Yeah. We're in lockdown. They've gone. I've got a home school. They're now going back to yeah. school. I was just, like, in a world of pain. And then I went to my doctor and I sat in there and he must have thought, is she OK? I was just crying. Oh, darling. And we then found a goat milk formula that actually worked for him and then that was sort of the journey. And I was kind of worried when it came to weaning, are we still, where yeah. are we going to be? And he basically said, if you start introducing it, Straight away, we'll be able to discover if this is. We, he had all the tests, yeah, and he he grew out of it essentially. Um,
1: how long did it take for him to grow out of it?
0: Not very long at all. He by the time he was one.
1: Oh really? Yeah,
0: one eighteen months. And
1: did you do the test where they put them on the on the back? Yes, at, yeah, all, all yeah, up, yeah. yeah, So with us with Roman, and he was he was he was really young. It's amazing how quick you forget these things now. I know. He was arching his back a lot. Mm. He was just constantly arching, projectile vomiting, and he, he just... Yeah, he was just uncomfortable mm. constantly. So, um... Lucy just knew there was something wrong, and so she was like, you know, we need to do something about this, and then, you know...
0: Which is also hard to know, because that was Lucy's first baby. Yeah. So, like...
1: Lucy had no idea. I mean, she was around all these kids, my brother's kids, and she you could just tell when she was holding these babies. She had no idea what she was doing. She was just so... Far from being a mother, it was untrue, and boom, like that, like that, she's the best woman in the world. Aww. Um, and yeah, she just had that instinct that something wasn't right, and mm. then we got the test done. And, um, yeah, the pair of them have, have been, um, dairy free for nearly just under three years now. Wow. Here's, here's what happened, Michelle. Okay, tell me. So, Barbados, holiday. Me and the father-in-law take the son down the beach for a little walk and um Oh gosh, I've already got i already
0: I've already got that, that mum annoyance for Lucy. You can't write
1: it, you can't write it. Come on. So he's got to it's another completely different story, but he's got to have every liquid he has has to be a jelly formula.
0: And why why is that?
1: Basically, he's obviously been in intensive care, mm. he's on the ventilator for a week. And every time he got a cough or a wheeze or any flu, he couldn't fight it off by himself. Oh. And we were back and forth to hospital and they're pumping steroids and it was just like, yeah, he's just got, you know, asthma. And I'm going, again, Lucy, it's not asthma. it has got to be something else. So we took him to the Royal Brompton and they did a test where you drink a fluid and an X-ray and you can see where the water's going. Right. And what's happening is the water was going down one tube and then the other tube onto his lungs so water was going onto his lungs, so he couldn't fight off any infection by himself. Oh, wow. So I think eventually, touch wood, he yeah. will grow out of it. Yeah, he will grow out of it. He but as scary to... as parents. So, so, yeah, at least knowing what the problem is. And he's, you know, he's, he's got to take antibiotics every week now just because he can't fight these infections off by himself. We're just working it all out. It's... Yeah. The, 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 the winter's tough. Lucy will, kill, like, kill me because she'll be like, that's not right, this isn't right. Lucy knows everything about <sighs> I just know the little bits and she'll be listening to this going, right, uh, you're only telling half the story. So, sorry, Lucy. <laughs> sorry, Lucy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so the re- so in my head, when we're walking down this beach with, with, with father-in-law and, and Roman, in my head, I know that we wanted a drink and we didn't have his, his powder with him. He has to he has powder so he can mix his drinks up. Oh, and we didn't so. have it. And we weren't that far, but I just wanted him to have a nice cold drink and I said, you know, I said to this, this beach hook place. I said, "Can Do you do any mango smoothies? Can you make it really thick? They said, Yeah. So they made him this amazing mango smoothie. <laughs> and I turned round and he drank the whole thing and, and he just looked, I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, and love him. Out of
1: nowhere, I went, and I just thought the Caribbean, beautiful, fresh fruit.
0: Yeah. And oh, I just no. thought, I'm going
1: to ask a question. I didn't ask and I've never not asked because everything I have to ask, you know, what's in it. You know, is the dairy in this? Is there was half a pint of milk in it. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: I told Lucy when I got back there was this much in there. Oh. But when they came, they said there was heart, and me and the father and I said, We always get in trouble with this one. It's like,
2: <laughs> This is a bad job. <laughs> oh, so this is a bad job. But
1: what do I do here now when I walk back? I do what, what do I say? Do I lie? Do I see if it comes out? So I was like, "Do you know what? Just own it, Ryan. Just tell the truth." (laughs) The only bit I missed out was that it wasn't like half a pint. She
0: now knows it was half a pint. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. So we were waiting patiently for you know, with him, it's it it doesn't kill him, but it it's not serious as in the fact it can be serious, but he has you know very irritable bowel. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, really bad rashes. Um and it would have ruined the holiday. It would have completely ruined the holiday, and not one outburst of anything. So he has no allergies whatsoever. No
0: now. way. So now you've saved the day. And yeah. now I've
1: come out for once as the, <laughs> the 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 father of the year award.
0: <laughs> Actually, Lucy, he's giving it? you the best news. It, just, <laughs> like, it was all your plan. For wasn't
1: once, it? someone was looking out for me. I
0: oh, wow. Because it could have gone terribly
1: wrong. But it's it's so amazing to go out. That's comforting to
0: know, though. Yeah. What do you think the biggest thing that you've learned around, you know, allergies? What would, what would your advice be for somebody else that are kind of new to this? Because you know what it's like when you're like, OK, my, my child could have this or be allergic to this or however that looks, you're like, you enter into a whole new world that you didn't know existed before. Especially if you've, it's not your first child, you're like, wow, well, I didn't even know this was possible.
1: Because when I was a kid, there was no such thing as allergies.
0: I know, that's what my mum says.
1: Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, I talked to, talk to you know, the older generation, oh, it wasn't around where we were.
0: Yeah, my Kids. mum always says that. Nuts but, She's like, maybe nuts, but that was it.
1: But the, it was around. It yes. Just, people were just hard as nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just, just really sick and, yeah. and didn't
0: know what was out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, not taking... No, for an answer if you think there's something wrong with your child Mm. you know you've got that instinct that something's not right follow it up do the tests and just like i say just tick everything off and you know yourself with your children you know if they've had the bum changed if they've been fed if you know all the the Mm. common things that you, you think about and if they're still not right then address it what is it yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, there's something else going on.
0: Yeah. And no one knows your kid like you do. Trust your gut a little bit.
1: And and you can imagine, Michelle, like, in lockdown, we didn't sleep like with Roman. Like, we we were just tag teaming it. Yeah. And this was before we actually went, This is what it is. Like, we were just like, Oh, it'd be alright. And it was just like every you know, hour, two hours and we'd be Yeah, you know, Lucy'd sleep down the spare room, she'd leave some milk on stairs, then I'd do it and then she'd swap over and oh, get some sleep gosh. in the morning. And um, you know, y- you have them them conversations at four o'clock in the morning, them arguments at four o'clock in Honestly, the morning, they don't mean anything.
0: Anything. Right? They're They're they mean tired. absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and you know, I think sleep is the most important thing. If I can give anyone advice, mm. and this came from Lucy, if I can give anyone advice, get them in that sleep routine early yeah. on. Because it, it's, a hard, it's hard at first, but I know in the long run it's worth it, mm. you know, I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying if I can give you any advice, that would be my that biggest be advice. It. I think sleep's the most important. You can get through anything if you've got sleep.
0: For me, I mean, it doesn't work for some people. Some people co-sleep. Some, you know, some people just sort of wing it and see what happens. And that I, nearly that life life. I nearly did that with Lila, though.
1: I nearly did. I said, oh, just whatever, because I was getting tired a bit. I said, oh, just, let's just, you know, whatever. She wakes up, she wakes up. And oh, no, at least she went, no, we're doing it. And I yeah. was like, Oh, my God.
0: And once you've stuck to it, it's literally It's changed like, our life. Yeah, and I think, for me, my kids have always thrived from routine, and it, it's that process of elimination. Well, they're not tired, because they've just had their nap, mm-hmm. so what's wrong? You know, and it's kind of... That, for me, is the easiest way to figure out where we all are if we've all slept. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, every episode, I ask my guests two questions... And I'm always so intrigued, and it's been different for everybody so far. I want to know what the biggest thing you've learned about yourself is since becoming a parent, and also what you're still trying to figure out.
1: They're very good questions. They are very, very good questions. Um, the thing I, I, I've learned about myself is just, you know, understanding that it isn't just about me and Lucy sometimes and we have to sort of make them special times for me and her. Yeah. Um, because I just thought it was always going to be that way, but really it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole dynamic as a relationship has changed and I feel like I've got a lot more understanding and care for Lucy and what she's doing with them children mm-hmm. and I'm still making up as I go along. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's the most challenging job in the world.
0: I've read something the other day that said, and it's so true, being a parent is the easiest thing, but also the hardest thing in the world all at the same time. Because it's so easy to love your child, right? It's the easiest thing in the world. You don't have to force me to love my child. That's, And there's certain things that happen so easily, but then there's a whole other side of it that is so hard.
1: It is so it's so hard. It really is hard. And I'm just... I think it's just the, the unconditional love sometimes that you get. All the, the big hard bits and all the chaoticness in the house and then there's these moments like yesterday, Lila and Roman were just on top of me and they were both kissing me and I was like...
0: Oh, I love you.
1: These moments make it all worth it. Mm. They do.
0: What are you still figuring out?
1: How to navigate a teenager.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I just want to do the best for my... Kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm I'm still working that out what is the right thing to do.
0: Mm.
1: Like I've said before, there's no rule book with it, but I I, I don't want it to have a, a knock on effect later on. Yeah, I want to make sure that I'm I'm not reacting off instinct straight away, and I want to make sure that I I think I go away and I think about it. I think, okay, how can I get the best out of this situation? Mm. How can I get the best out of my daughter? Because the moral of the story is I love her very much and I only want the best for her. Yeah, of course. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just got to let them go for them to come back again.
0: Mm. When you've figured it out, can you write it in a book, please,
1: <laughs> and
0: send it to me?
1: The reassuring thing, though, is everyone I speak to says the same
0: thing. I know, I know.
1: Everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's, that's, the one, that's the new chapter now, working that
2: one out.
0: Yeah, and there's always something different. Like my mum said to me the other day, you think that... She still worries about me, and I'm like, "What?" That's what my mum said. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What? I've got my." She's like, "Honestly, it moves to a different worry. It will then become in, you know, when you're a teenager, deal with all that, and then you pass your driving test, and then she said you spend every waking hour worrying that like you're driving safely, or you're, you know, everybody else is on the road at the same time as you. Or if you go
1: and talk to your mum about your worries, then she's worried about your worries. Yes. Yes. Like, Mum, I didn't bring you to that. I, didn't, I don't want to w- upset you. I said no, but I'm just I'm worried about you now.
0: So. Yeah, I think when we're young, we just think that it's mad how grown and wise you think your parents are as a as a child. I just remember thinking, I'll tell my mum and she'll figure it all out. When I hear a talking about me, like to a friend or, and I can hear her in the other room, they just think that you've got it all sewn yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, my, my biggest thing in life is always to live up to what she thinks I've got it sewn up to and make sure I can sort it out for her. But actually, I look in the mirror and I think, what happened to, like, me being out in Funky Buddha on a <laughs> Tuesday? And, <laughs> and, and, you know, not really sure of how I got home. Now that... I'm responsible for you, yeah. and all I want to do is make sure that you have the best future, that you're the kindest girl in the room, 100%. and you're the... That's all my priority is, but... Well, you're close to your family, aren't you? You're close to your sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're close to... But I didn't know my sisters that... Um, I didn't know them until later in life, because right. they we we look so much alike. I think remember this, yeah. But we, we have the same dad, yeah. but different mums, and what's mad is our mums are close. Like, it's a really... But that has a strange that's, blended that family. has a
1: massive reflection on your family. The way you are like that, like they, mm. that, will rub off on your children. Yeah, and that will that will give them all the tools and all the the love going yeah. forward to give to other people. And that's the one thing that you know. My wealth is my is my family and and my friends. Like it's the most powerful thing i Mm. I own Mm -hmm. um because everyone around me i think you know your friends are reflection of who you are you know that them people uh, around you are are
0: Mm -hmm. good
1: guidance for you yeah i'd class them as good guidance for my children if any of my children went to any of my friends or my family you'd
0: feel happy about that i'd feel safe
1: you know i I know that they're going to get the best from all these people around me um i think that's also important you know that that's You've got them people around you that are guiding you and your children yeah. who spend quality time with your kids. Mm. You know, some of my friends haven't even got kids, but they, they sit there, I've watched them play with them and I've watched them communicate with them, I've watched them interact with them. I'm like, this is... yeah, That's a special friendship. Well,
0: they say it takes a village. Don't they? And I really think that. Yeah. I mean, I'm living proof of that. Mine's more like a small island, but (laughs) it's true. You lean on different people and your family's what you make it. And I think the older you get, that's what you realise. It doesn't have to be that stereotypical mum, dad, always together sailing off into the sunset and the kids, you know, it's never looked like that for me, but I feel like I have the best family in the world and Mm. that's because of what we've all made it. You know? I don't
1: know about you, but I would like that, you know, sail to the sunset. This, this, I'm sunset, ready for this, that. I'd, I'd like a go. On a yacht? I'd like to see what that <laughs> perfect world looks like.
0: Shall we, we have a little go? Yeah. Just to dip my toe in for I'd love bit. to. If I don't like it, I'll come I'd, back. I'd,
1: I'm going to try that fairy tale. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you need some friends to take with you, me and Mum are always available. I just
1: want to come to your house for these roast potatoes.
0: Listen, you are always welcome. I'm doing a Sunday. I'm gonna message Lucy and we'll do a Sunday. Let's do a Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much. I love you, darling. I'm so so honestly, you when you asked me to come on. I wanted to come on because I'm so so proud of you. Oh, that is so... Um you know, Thank you. Then... Honestly,
0: I'm through I'm like I always ask people, I'm like, will you come and chat with me? And I, I actually never
1: expect anybody to say yes, no, do I? Love I? It. I love a podcast. Oh, love thank a podcast. You.
0: Now we are very lucky to be joined by Dr. Zoe Williams, a trained and practicing physician. She is going to answer all of our allergy questions. So first of all, thanks for doing this. I feel like it's really nice to have an expert voice. Ryan and I have been discussing this from like a parent perspective but to have you here you're like my fountain of knowledge oh bless you (laughs) my fountain of knowledge so first of all can you explain to us I suppose what allergies are and how they can often manifest in our children
2: yeah absolutely And I guess I should caveat by saying, I am a GP, I'm not an allergy expert. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, as GPs, we we have a good basis and understanding, and it's so common now that we see children with allergy. And actually, when yeah. I had my own baby, I read up about it and became much more knowledgeable about it because we had some problems. But um, but allergies are essentially when our immune system makes a mistake. So one of the main jobs of our immune system is to protect us from, from foreign invaders, from baddies, essentially, things like viruses and bacteria that can cause disease. But when we have an allergy, that's when our immune system mistakes something that is harmless, like pollen or the proteins that are in eggs or milk or or nuts, for something that's harmful. It treats them like baddies when actually they're goodies and we mount an immune response, and it's that immune response, which is an accident, that actually is responsible for the symptoms of an allergy.
0: So what are some signs to look for... When a child is little, because I, I really noticed it with Blake. So Blake really sort of blindsided me. I'd sort of had two babies with before, pretty much feel comfortable and like I know what I'm doing with a baby. I would like breastfeed, but I wasn't exclusive, so I would top up with formula. And because I wasn't, I wasn't going to in my mind breastfeed forever. So I breastfed for three months, and then I had to breastfeed exclusively. But actually, he, we then did a lot of tests and they were coming back okay. There was a slight one around dairy. And we then discovered that he really suited a goat's milk formula at the time. Oh, okay. And that bizarrely really works for him. And I remember my GP at the time was saying he actually might not be allergic to dairy in life. Like when you're weaning, this could look very different. And then which for Blake, it did. He completely grew out of that and maybe it was when i think about it with like a rational brain maybe that when all you're consuming is milk and it doesn't sort of sit too right with you when you go into the weaning phase and there are other things yeah you know a little bit was actually okay and since then he's been absolutely fine so for me it was more that i noticed that he was really uncomfortable and he was constantly sort of like you know reaching over himself and uh, you know he's 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 bowels were very loose and runny and you know it just all was and I could tell he was constantly in pain he was getting rashes and you know when you just know your baby's not comfy it was was sort of that feeling and sort of but an allergy was the last thing I thought it would be is that the way it normally manifests itself in babies
2: allergies can present in in lots of different ways and well I think we should explain there are two main different types of allergy Um, The first type is what we call an immediate allergy, Um, Mm -hmm. and that usually, when a baby or a child has consumed something, the symptoms will come on within minutes up to an hour. Um, And that includes it can be rashes, um, it can be that they sort of are coughing, that they get some swelling of their lips. It can be all sorts of symptoms. In babies, it can be slightly different. They can be more fussy, they can be colicky. You know, longer term, it can manifest as poor growth, which it did with my little one. Um, It can be blood in their stools or loose stools. Um, But then sort of the general other signs of a mild to moderate Immediate allergy is sneezing, nausea, tummy pain, all sorts of different things. If a child already has asthma or eczema, it can worsen the symptoms of that as well. So, so yeah. these immediate allergies are, are caused by a part of our immune system called IgE, which is an antibody. Um, and if they're very severe, occasionally, you know, it's much more rare, but in some cases people have severe ige mediated allergy and that can present as anaphylaxis right. so that's you know difficulty in breathing tongue swelling persistent coughing noisy breathing difficulty swallowing or issues with circulations feeling very dizzy or going pale lethargic and that's that's an emergency so those are the immediate allergies or hypersensitivity reactions and then there's the other one is delayed and and this usually presents hours two hours to three days later um so it can be much more difficult wow. to figure out what's causing the allergy
0: um and trace back to what they've had or exactly
2: where they've been or yeah um, the symptoms are more likely to be gut symptoms the things like diarrhea vomiting but it can be other symptoms as well um reflux in babies which is what my little one had again stool changes mm. um occasionally this can affect their weight gain um but you know you don't end up there aren't there isn't a severe version of this there isn't an anaphylaxis um associated with this one so so allergies in children and babies can present in lots of different ways but you know things that are red flags are blood in their stools or loose stools not gaining weight or losing weight you know or vomiting babies vomit and posset all the time but vomiting so much of their their feed that it's affecting their ability to gain weight and they're hungry all the time those are sort of you know red flags that this could be an allergy it could be other things but you know it needs to be looked into pretty quickly.
0: And if you're in that situation where you know it is that sort of immediate reaction and that's that's sort of the way the allergy is manifesting itself what how do you react what do you because obviously as a parent it's just something you know if something happens and it is an emergency it's like you either sort of go numb and you don't know what you're doing or you just panic um and whether I mean you're panicking regardless, but whether it's sort of like externalising itself or not is a different story. What what would your advice be if those immediate symptoms happen?
2: Well, if it was the mild to moderate symptoms, so this is you know the rashes, sneezing, itchy lips, those types of things that are not a medical emergency. Um, if, if this has been diagnosed as, as an allergy, you should receive an allergy plan that's specific for your child, but that's likely to involve things like taking antihistamines, some non-sedating antihistamines like cetirizine um, or loratadine, but it does depend somewhat on the age of the child. Usually they're not recommended until about six months. Um, if it's below the age of six months, then almost certainly, you know, it is it is the milk that that so you know that needs to be diagnosed and it needs to be managed. Um, but it's less likely that you have these rashes. If it's more severe, so if this is you know in the realms of anaphylaxis, then you know it's really important to try and stay calm. Um, You call nine 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 and you get help straight away. Call for help straight away. If this has been diagnosed as anaphylaxis, then you will be supplied with the adrenaline auto injectors, like the EpiPens, um, and you'll be trained how to use those. So, if your child, if you know, if you have a diagnosis of anaphylaxis and your child is having a reaction, you go for the EpiPen first. You use that call 999 and you may need to use the epipen more than once as well but you will receive specific training on that
0: gosh is that it's, oh, it all sounds a bit worrying and that's rare you know it's the severe, rare, but, it's, but it's important people know no you're right it's good to know it's it's because that is i think that's probably one of my biggest fears as a parent is choking is one of them and yeah. i think that's a bit you know when you start weaning it's like my favorite time like weaning is the best to me so i'm such a foodie so i get so much joy out of my little ones (laughs) weaning however if it goes wrong or like or you're weaning them and you know you discover a nut allergy or however that looks it's also terrifying in in the same breath
2: i felt exactly the same did you
0: because i always think because you're a doctor you've got this all sewn up (laughs) well well
2: if we take choking as an example I know what to do and I'm really confident yeah. I know what to do but whenever I you know when he was weaning and if I was leaving him with Stuart or we had a nanny here one day a week if I was mm-hmm. leaving him with the nanny I thought what if it happens when I'm not here so I actually got someone to come round and do a first aid course yeah. um, for the three we of us yeah. yeah it really gave me um you know some just some assurance that yeah. people would know what to
0: do and there's so many like brilliant little companies that you know, my mum is an ex paramedic and one of her colleagues ah. had had retired and does something similar where she comes and just trains people in because I remember thinking one day, I'm like, I've got this was before Blake was born, I've got two kids and I don't think I'd actually know. And you know, I'm lucky that I worked with people like you on this morning and we've sort of done this, but I'm not sure if I've absorbed it properly that if I was That's in a it. situation I'd actually know what on earth I was doing. And, and what's so good, I think, about those little courses is
2: that because you actually practice it, you learn it in mm. a different way. So, you know, we sometimes cover it on on This Morning, but watching it through the TV is one thing, but actually
0: practising
2: and understanding Doing the reasons why... Doing that motion. ..it sets it in your brain. But I think, you know, it is important to recap every six to 12 mm-hmm. months as well. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. For mums that are breastfeeding and a child has an intolerance um, because that's one thing that I know I found tough. I remember seeing actually Lucy talking about that on Instagram that, you know, that's, it's a tough thing when you, you know that you're doing this exclusively and then you're so, for example, if you don't eat a plant-based diet and you're doing this overnight because of your child that you're feeding, it's this, Quite a lot of pressure, isn't there, like you're changing your diet you're you feel very responsible yeah. more than you do already as a parent, if that makes yeah. sense,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean I, I went through all of that personally myself as well, the excluding dairy from the diet, and it's really, really hard, isn't it yeah, because it's in everything like you say it was in the beef monster munch, who knows like, what who knows <laughs> <laughs> um so there's there's quite a bit of debate amongst the scientific world out there about um you know whether or not a baby can amount an immune reaction to something that's in the breast milk but they've tested breast milk and they've looked, they've looked for some of these specific proteins and they are in there so you know, theoretically it is it is possible um, mm. for a baby to have a reaction, I mean we a bit like a bit like you, you know we had all these issues with Lisbon, with his vomiting we never got to the bottom of whether it was an allergy or not but I suspect not because when we weaned him it was all absolutely fine. This is
0: exactly where we were and you know when you like, I'd deal with my mum and I'd call her and she's out She's like, am I dying? I won't add an allergy. You just go yeah. on with it. All right. and, and there's some truth. There's some truth in that.
2: We know that Do you the rates think of so? allergies, yeah, the rates of allergies over the last twenty-five years have gone up. So you're right. You know, speak to our parents or our grandparents of generations past. They're like, well, you know, what's all this fuss? But, but it's a genuine thing. It doesn't help. You're like, it, does, it doesn't help because it is a genuine thing. And, and that's that's the thing with this, um, especially the delayed allergic reactions, is that there's so much crossover between what is the realms of normal, the spectrum Mm. of normal, and symptoms that could be causing caused, you know, by an allergy or by disease. So, you know, when it comes to treating those types, so the non-IgE mediated, that's the delayed ones that are never um, anaphylaxis, those types of allergies, the way to treat them is to remove the thing as best as you can, which is difficult when you're breastfeeding the baby, Mm -hmm. from their diet for a period of usually two to six weeks, and then you reintroduce it as a food challenge. And what you should expect to see is their symptoms should get markedly better, but then come back when you introduce it. And that will be a positive confirmed test then. There aren't any blood tests. There aren't any patch tests for that type of aller- right. allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's based on doing that. And if, you know, and if they do have a positive test, if the symptoms do come back, you eliminate it again and then reintroduce it when they're a little bit older, usually after the age of one.
0: And what about when they go to school or nursery? What would your advice be on... I suppose, as parents, com- communicating that because they need to know every detail, I'm assuming, right?
2: Yeah, so the school or nursery will need to know a list of what their allergies are and... Um, every school and nursery will have some policy in place because especially because mm-hmm. this is so common now you know your child won't be the first that they've seen that has an allergy a lot of schools mm-hmm. and nursery now don't have things like nuts you know they just don't they just don't have them and depending yeah. on how severe your child's allergy is if they have a severe allergic reaction if they have if they're at risk of anaphylaxis then the school will need to have some of those um adrenaline auto injectors as well they'll have a couple of epipens right. as well and somebody in school will need to be make sure they're trained in how to use mm-hmm. them so you know it's, it's it is it's something that's very important if a child has a severe aller- allergy it's not just school and nursery and parents it's actually anyone who looks after that child if you leave them in yeah. somebody's care they need to know You know, they mustn't have, you know, they need to know how to look at if they're going to be feeding them. They need to know how to look at packets of ingredients to if it's a nut allergy, for example. It can be so sensitive that, you know, everybody who cares for that child needs to be up to scratch with with what Mm -hmm. to do if there's an allergy, but also how to avoid it in the first place.
0: I feel like schools are very good with this now, like even my children now don't have allergies, you know, Blake we sort of weaned our way out of that and we were okay but even like when it's the kids birthdays we'll send in cake and our policy is that you have to if you're sending in something that we we have like a whatsapp group with the mums on and you send a picture of the ingredients is anyone allergic should I bring you know and I think I'm always so aware of that which I think it, it it seems my mum said, goodness me, that's so much better than when you were at school. I remember there was a little girl that was always sort of having reactions to stuff because we were bringing it in bits and we didn't really know. So I think it's, you know, yeah. as a society, we're a lot more aware now. Yeah. And I think largely that's because it's become so
2: common. It's so common now. Um, I think it's, it's estimated around 8% of children have a food allergy compared mm-hmm. to in the adult you know as adults when we were children it was probably more like two percent so so we we all have this awareness i think we're all much more sensitive to it we're all and we and we have whatsapp when we were at school you know our parents were on a whatsapp group um they get a paper letter once a month we all have a responsibility you know like we think now on aeroplanes it's crazy isn't it That they used to give out peanuts when you got on an aeroplane now you get those little pretzels
0: instead. Which are yummy. Um, <laughs> they are yummy. I always ask for two packets. they uh, <laughs> like <in> the <laughs> tiniest little squares. I'm like, you're going to have to keep bringing that basket over here. <laughs> I know the first one, the first little packet just gives I you like, a taste for them. It's like it. two pretzels <laughs> in a
2: square. Give me more. <laughs> um, but I think now, you know, you go to restaurants, you are in a restaurant, they check are there any allergies. Yeah. It's the way we live our lives now. Allergies are amongst yeah. us. It's common, especially amongst children, and we all have a responsibility to to look out for people
0: absolutely that we're going to move on now to the next part of the show this is called my little tips and as i feel like i feel like i've asked you for a lot of tips over the time we've known each other i'm like so what about (laughs) this what does this what does this mean (laughs) um but now we're sharing it with everybody else uh, I want to sort of keep it based on allergies and what we've been covering um, in the show today. And I think we've we had a lot of questions and a lot of people getting in touch about travelling with children with allergies and I suppose all the prep and everything that goes into that. So what would, what would your top tip be, I suppose, when travelling with a little one and that involves eating out? Ooh. What would your advice be? And not feeling, I suppose, scared before, you know, whether it's going away or,
2: you know, I, I, th- I think I probably need to give two bits of advice. Give I think it the all. first one is mm-hmm. think about prevention um, first and foremost. As much as possible, you want to prevent your child's allergy from being triggered. So, so thinking almost, you almost have to think through your holiday. I guess it's a lot of work, but you're thinking about from setting off at home to being in the airport to being on the plane if you're travelling on a plane to arriving at your hotel. You know, being in the beach, being in restaurants, all these situations. What, When might you come upon your child's food triggers and what can you put in place now to try and minimise that? Um, and then the second one is make sure you're well-equipped with what to do if they do have an allergy. So make sure you've got their medication. Mm. Um, if they're a child at risk of anaphylaxis, make sure you've got extra Auto injectors to take with you from the GP. Um, check with your airline, you know, because they contain a needle, you know, just make sure you're not going to run into any issues on your holiday. But yeah, I'm afraid actually when you have a child with an allergy, it does create a lot of work and a lot of planning. And I think most parents who have children with allergies will say that. It, it, it is a lot of work and maybe sometimes affects their choices as to, yeah. to what they do and where they go. But my advice is don't let it impact. Don't let it you know, don't let it impact on what you want to do. Do what you want to do, but make sure you plan. And if you're really struggling, you're really thinking, oh, you know, I'm feeling particularly anxious about this or I'm worried I haven't thought about everything. Um, if you're under a hospital team, have a chat with specialist nurses. And if you're not, have a chat with your GP or mm-hmm. a practice nurse who can just go through it with you.
0: Thank you so much.
2: There is one other thing I'd love to share actually yes. in case people are listening yeah. and this has made them feel concerned mm-hmm. and we we touched on weaning. Um I think sometimes people are worried about introducing eggs and nuts yeah. and sesame for the first time when they're weaning their child, but it's really important actually that these allergenic foods are introduced early and not late. So within, you know, when if you start weaning your baby around 6 months, you should introduce them soon after um within the first, well straight away really um but the idea is do do one at a time So say it's egg do cooked egg first time just a little bit see how they are if if after a couple of days they're fine they've passed that they can have a little bit more egg next time so do one at a time um but actually there's evidence to say that if you delay introducing these foods if you let them get to age one or above and haven't introduced them that can increase their risk of developing an allergy to it so it's right. really important to to introduce them early on
0: the sooner the better yeah that definitely yeah. was the case for us for sure like i just i actually booked an appointment a private appointment because i was so scared of feeding him nuts for the first time because they said that because he had this you know suspected allergy that it could mean that it's more likely that he would develop a nut allergy and so on and so forth yeah. and he has eczema and you know it's all sort of in a in alignment so i actually paid for a private appointment with like an allergen expert because I was so scared and fed his meal in the (laughs) (laughs) the appointment. Did he think you were insane? I'm like, probably. (laughs) But I was so scared of something happening because we were sort of warned that he could have an allergy at some point. Do you know what?
2: But yeah, you're not alone. You do some you're not funny things. I've I've heard of parents going and sitting in an A&E waiting room and giving their child, you know, exposing them to something for the first time there or, you know, reintroducing, if they've been advised to reintroduce something, doing it there. You're just so, so scared. Yeah, and you don't want to waste
0: anybody's time, you know, and it does sound very, you know, silly when you think about it. That's why I was like, I must pay for this because this is my own crazy decision <laughs> here. But yeah, I was just so it's it's a scary thought, but... You've shed a lot of light on it, so thank you, my love. Thank you oh, very much. Thank
2: you. Thank you for
0: I'll having me on. appreciate Lovely to see you. Such a lovely chat. Great to speak to dads, too, to get their perspective on parenting. And also a huge thank you to Dr Zoe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back again next week with another wonderful guest, so make sure you follow the My Little Coco podcast wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. For more helpful products and inspiration on all things baby, visit the advice section on boots.com today. You'll also receive helpful advice and inspiration completely tailored to your stage of pregnancy or for the age of your child. And if you download the Boots app, you'll receive digital offers too. Thanks again to my sponsor Boots and of course, as always, to you lovely lot for listening.